What's up, everybody? This is John from VacationHomeHelp.com, and you're listening to the Vacation Home Help Podcast. More people than ever are running vacation rental businesses and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with Tim Casey, CEO of Storybook Vacation Homes, to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies that they're taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. Let's go! All right, Tim, can you define what is vacation rental management to you? I, I can. And, and John, it's great to be back. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, you know, um, I'm passionate about this topic and love talking about it. So, you know, when I think of a property management, I really think of it in, in five buckets. And uh, the first one is a, a property manager should really be good at helping an owner get their house ready to be in the short-term rental pool. There's tweaks and adjustments that every owner can make to make it more comfortable, more appealing to guests. And I think that's on the property manager to really help the owner have those insights. Secondly, marketing. It's a broad term. John, you and I talk about this a lot, but to me, it's really all about creating the awareness, and the demand for that property. I think a really good property manager partners with great professionals that can help create that awareness and demand. Next, you know this is near and dear to my heart. It's all about the guest experience, and that's an ecosystem. It starts with that very first communication when the guest wants to rent the home and doesn't end until the guest checks out and leaves a five-star review. That entire guest management is something that an owner should expect a property manager to do flawlessly. Next, we talked about this a little bit last week. A property manager should be charged with and should be expected to maintain the value of the asset. You know, these owners are investing their money, not only in the property, but in the furnishings and the decor The property manager's job is to protect the value of that asset so that it continues to produce revenues for the owners well into the future. And then finally, we've got to make money for the owner. You know, our job is to constantly go out there and to renegotiate contracts with pool companies, with pest control companies to drive more dollars to the bottom line for the owner without sacrificing the quality of the experience for the guest or sacrificing the integrity of the asset. So, you know, when I think about it, those are the five buckets I put in things, John. Hopefully, hopefully that answers your question. Tim, I love how you talked about the ecosystem creating it so it, it can work. It can work for the guests. It can work for the owner. And really what I see in my market, I'm in Orlando, Florida, right? And in my market, there's a lot of property management companies. There's like several... <clears throat> several hundred almost property management companies. It sounds like a big number, but you see the vans with the wrap going up and down the highway. So it's it's kind of hard to see the value creation when everyone is saying that they can do the same things like manage the property, uh, manage the housekeeping schedule, get bookings, et cetera, et cetera. But none of them like seem to have anything that makes them stand out, that makes them different. 
And you speaking to that ecosystem that a good property manager creates to drive value, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I just wanted you to touch on, if you can, like through marketing expertise, because everyone wants bookings, everyone wants a full calendar, but everybody markets differently. And I'd say from the different managers and owners I've spoken to, they all just list it on Airbnb and they hope for the best. They just wish the bookings come rolling in, right? But can you speak to the value that a great manager can actually create through the marketing expertise in a little bit? It's such such a great question because you know this is one of the one of the parts of the ecosystem that uh, a property manager sh- really should bring a lot of value to the owners. And you know when I think about marketing, yeah, you've got to have a great listing on the Airbnbs and the VRBOs. That's a given. You've got to do those things, and you've got to do them incredibly well. But that's table stakes. That's the price of entry, in my opinion. The other piece that I think owners really need to have for their home is a dedicated website. And let's talk about that for a minute. So why have a dedicated website when you've got these platforms out there like Airbnb and VRBO? Uh, And not to be flip, but I think the reason that you need a dedicated website is because of Airbnb and VRBO. Airbnb and VRBO charge these fees. These are all fees the guests have to pay. And what I think can happen over time as an owner builds that dedicated website and we rent the home to a guest, that becomes a repeat guest. And we can build a relationship with them. And the dedicated website is a way to do that incredibly well. So I think you've got the platforms. Yeah, you got to do those. I think you need that dedicated website to create loyalty with guests for a long-term relationship. And then I do believe you can do at little to no expense things on Facebook, things on social media. You can utilize those five-star guest reviews to continue to create awareness and demand for the property. That That is so important for everyone listening to our podcast to understand that that book direct is the future, right? And hosts I talk to on an everyday basis, they understand more or less that they need some sort of web presence, but they don't know how after creating a website through any tool like WordPress or Wix, like how to actually get the customers to actually come to the website, see the the pictures and, and place the booking. They don't know how to actually bring customers into the website, right? So I know you have a lot of secret sauce on doing that. Like your, your Facebook, uh, you, have, you have a really good handle on social media. You have a really good handle on, on a functional website that guests can go on. They could see your property, could make a booking. Um, can you speak a little bit to your website and how it's helped you cut out the middleman, whether Airbnb and Verbo, and save you a ton of money on service fees that you would otherwise be paying to them? Yeah, I think this is this is the right question because what the, the website allows you to do is now all of a sudden you've got your property and you've got all the wonderment about that property on a dedicated website. You're not competing with price. And that's what you're doing when you're on Airbnb, Airbnb and VRBO is you are forced to create a, a, 
you're, you're forced to really um, compete on price. And that's the last thing you want to do. You're not trying to drive price. You're trying to drive value. And the website allows you to show the value. So for this price you're paying, you're getting this incredible house and this incredible experience. And it allows you to tell your story about your home on a dedicated website. And in doing so, and you've done this before, John, you and I mm-hmm. have both gone on to VRBO and Airbnb, and we've rented places around the country. And you get this list of four or 500 homes, and everyone goes to price first and foremost. Well, that's not the right way to do it, in my opinion. A dedicated website lets you get around that. But then secondly, and you mentioned this, VRBO and Airbnb charge all of these fees, and those fees could go to the bottom line for the owner. And then finally, when you use Airbnb and VRBO, they set the rules. They're setting the rules on deposits, on damage deposits, on refunding those damage deposits. They're creating all those rules versus the owner being more in control. In this case, the property manager setting rules to benefit the owner. So the way I think about this, succinctly, you get to tell your story. You get to avoid competing on price and price alone. And you get to set the rules that are not just advantageous for the owner, but also for the guest as well. I love how you or you're speaking to like this loss of control that you have over your own house because a lot of people think that okay they put the 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 listing on the website and then that they can run their business their way um and that's not the case like Airbnb and Verbo they've created companies where they basically own more hotel rooms than anyone else but they have none of the responsibilities associated with operating those rentals but they make all of the money so if you're looking at ROI, I know a lot of real estate brokers, they, to sell you a house, they're going to say that house is going to perform so well. You're going to make your money back really quickly. You're going to break even. There's not going to be an issue. But let's be real. The ROI is really variable on like where you bought the house, what amenities it has, uh, seasonal demand. Like A lot of things go into return on investment, right? So that service fee Airbnb and Verbo, they're taking some from the guests and some from the owner because that way they can hide the total that they're actually taking out of the wallet share. And I look at things as wallet share because that that fee that you pay as a host to Airbnb and the fee the guest pays Airbnb, that's still money that the guests would have spent on their vacation or spent with you on the nightly rent. But now they're not spending that with you because a portion of that is going to the platform. The platform is providing a service for us, letting us be seen, but it ends there. So what's going on is not that Airbnb and Verbo are not creating value, but the value they're creating is not proportionate. It doesn't doesn't match up with how much they're charging you for finding that person. And the lack of support is a whole nother story. So I love how you talk to like the, the loss of control that hosts and owners actually have when they rely completely on the platforms. And you speaking to Booking Direct, that's, that's the future. And I, I think everyone should research that more and take action to take control of their own rental because that's the best way to go. Um, and that's, I, uh, yeah. and that's, that's, where, that's where the values that we bring to our owners is, you know, as a management company, 
um, we're going we're gonna to build those websites for the owners. And we're going to do it in a way that's very compelling. And we do it very cost efficiently. And that's one thing that I think every owner should know that a dedicated website, social media presence doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Our model is to create a lot of value without spending a lot of the owner's money. And John, I'll tell you a story. This is a real life situation that that happened and it talks about loss of control. Um, There was some pretty significant damage done in the house and um, we went in and we documented everything that was damaged. We actually had the receipts because most everything was new. We submitted this to the platform and then we waited and we waited and we waited some more. And finally, we just got it denied. And we're like, what do you mean denied? We sent you pictures. We sent you descriptions. We sent you invoices of what we originally spent. And we sent you an invoice of what we had to spend to remedy the damage and denied and challenged it and challenged it. And then got a, well, we need time-stamped photos. Wow. Okay, well, we didn't, didn't know that. So we were able to go in and look at the photographs that we took. And there was a setting that allowed us to show or display the date and the time. We submitted those and waited and waited and waited and got the email declined. Long story short, we went around for about 45 days, fought like crazy, seemed like the rules changed every time we spoke to the platform. And again, they were in control. So we know these things as a property management company. We know how to protect the owner's investment and assets. And we know that when there's damage, we know how to submit for that. But more importantly, going back to the dedicated website, the dedicated website puts the owner, puts the property management company for the owner in charge of the situation. Tim, that's such a wild situation, but I've seen that happen. And it's crazy the lack of support that you get sometimes um, because when you read a host guarantee on their website or you're assuming a security deposit's being collected, in reality, sometimes it's not. And sometimes they're just going to charge the guest if you can prove 100% what occurred and how much it costs. But the company is way more guest friendly than owner friendly. So the problem with that is there's a lot of owners that are not, they haven't been through the school of hard knocks yet. And they they just bought a rental. They're ready to make money. They're ready to make guests happy, but they don't know the reality of what happens when guests don't behave, right? And when guests cause damage, they don't know what to do. And the process seems simple when you read the help section of Airbnb or Verbo, but when you do it in practice and, and you need to get reimbursed for damage, they're not super helpful in helping you. There are some hosts that do get paid out. So I'm not speaking to everyone. I'm speaking in terms of numbers. I'd say for every 10 hosts that do this, maybe two or three have a successful outcome, but seven out of 10 is, that's a lot of people who are not happy when they thought their their asset was going to be protected from damage. So the, the actual extent that you're protected from damages from guests, you need to really take a hard look at if you're ready to lose um, when people stain sheets, stain towels, 
uh, break furniture because not everything is going to get reimbursed. And that's where professional manager like you comes in because you have had these experiences. You've been to the school of hard knocks. You know what you need to do. You know how to respond to the resolution center, right? But um, that's something that I want to just hit home because if you're starting a new vacation rental business and you're you're unsure about security deposits, if you're unsure about getting reimbursed for damages, you need to do the research or trust a professional manager because you will lose money if you don't know what to do before the situation happens. And prevention is the best thing. So take good documentation. If, if people break things, make sure you have your receipts, make sure you take really great photos, make sure you do a pretty accurate write-up because without those things, you don't really stand a chance of getting reimbursed. So I'm so glad you, you spoke to that because that is one of the biggest value adds I've seen professional managers add is experience. And everyone says experience, experience, experience. But when experience actually saves you dollars, you can see it in a different way. So I really like how you you spoke to that. And I wanted, I'm not trying to get off topic, but this is for people who are thinking about investing in short-term rentals or buying another property when they already have one. Um, the economy is a little crazy right now. So let's talk about the economy. The market was really hot and crazy. Then things got really crazy. Rents are now sky high. Prices are sky high. Heck, people are even buying homes unseen without inspections. They're entering bidding wars for vacation rental properties. So, Tim, how do you think the economy is going to impact professional hosts and owners in 2022? What do you think is going on? Well, first and foremost, I wish I had a crystal ball. Because, <laughs> man, that, uh, that's a great question. Um, and when you watch the news, the, uh, the sentiment really changes most every day. Today is an example. Uh, I was watching CNBC and all of the travel related stocks. So it's your, your hotels, your airlines, um, all of those stocks were just increasing at a very rapid rate. Why? Because the news is getting out more and more people are traveling. When you talk to the airlines or listen to the airline CEOs, uh, they're seeing bookings like they haven't seen for quite some time. So people are going to be traveling. So that's one thing. But then you've got all the pressures that's coming with inflation. And we're all feeling that. I think the news that we all saw was what, 8.5% inflation. And that's affecting all of us. So I think more and more consumers are going to be looking for value. And please don't hear price because to me, value and price are two different things. Uh, what I think people are going to be looking for is, are they getting what they're paying for? We know they're going to be traveling. We know that money is tight because of inflation. So the guest is going to want to have a good or receive a good value for the dollars they spend and a good experience when they travel for leisure. And that's where I think property managers, hosts, owners, it's our job to make sure that the guest gets a value. I think the worst thing that we could do, we being owners, hosts, property managers, is just take advantage of the guest who is traveling because there's a pent-up demand to get out, to travel, and to enjoy leisure time with family. I think it's our job to make sure that 
as the guest gets back to that way of being, as they start traveling again, as they start going with families to enjoy leisure time as a family, then we've got to knock it out of the park and make sure they have an incredible experience. And that is the pressure I put on myself and my team every single day to make sure that we're doing the very best we can for the industry as a whole. And I would love to be your guest because you're so guest centric and in a world that's so fueled by uh, profits and and rental investing, you you are really putting like your guests first, and that's that's awesome to see. And I, I wanted to ask another uh, like financial question, just because you have a lot of insight, right? Is it realistic to assume all of these Airbnbs, especially in Florida, that all of them are profitable? Like all of them are making a lot of rental income, a lot of money, or do you believe that a lot of these operators are losing money or just breaking even? I've seen a lot of investors taking some huge, huge gambles, really big gambles, buying really expensive homes. Um, and I'm not sure if it's smart in all cases. So what do you think? Are most of these Airbnbs on, on the website, are they profitable or are some of them um, not? What well, I see... Yeah, I see the same thing. I see you know, houses being sold at a very high price. And then I see rents in some cases very, very low. So I think it's easy to, to think that there are some owners uh, that aren't making very much money, if any at all. And, and, and John, you know, we both know that you know, the, the way you really measure your success is you've got to start with a good performer or a good estimate as to what you think the house is going to produce. And you've got to build that model correctly. And then you've got to keep your monthly um, P&L so that you can compare your performance versus your performa. Personally, I think there's probably a number of owners that aren't making the money they think they might be. But then secondly, those that are, and you and I talked about this a bit last week, if someone is focused on just occupancy, so I want to be occupied 90% of the time, and I'm going to charge really low rates to be occupied 90% of the time, well, they may make money year one, but I don't think any of us are in this business to make money one year. I think what we've all got to do is create a sustainable business model that continues to grow your profitability year over year. I'll tell you another story. When I was talking to various property managers, I had one tell me, and this is almost verbatim, this is the property manager speaking. Hey, when I get an owner, I tell them, buy your house and keep it for three years. Don't put a penny into it and then sell it. And the next owner has to do all the repairs. If that's, that's the If that's the industry we're in, um, don't sign me up because- that's going to lead to a really bad guest experience and it's not a sustainable model. So I'm all about creating a sustainable model so that the owner can continue to see their profitability increase year over year and the value of their asset to continue to increase year over year as well. I love that. And having worked with hundreds and hundreds of homeowners and, and and professional managers, I've seen that phenomenon, exactly what you're talking about, where people buy a house, they put some furniture in it, then they have guests in and out like crazy, like they, they're fully booked and the house is getting completely destroyed. 
there's not even time between bookings to fix it. And they're just trying to rack up as many rentals, as many bookings as possible. And then once, once they're happy and once the, the home price appreciation, appreciation is at a place where they're happy, they sell the house and basically take all of the problems and put it on another guy. And that's exactly so right. bad, but people do it. And it's, it's not ethical. It's not cool, but people do this a lot, especially in Florida. So if you're thinking about investing in an Airbnb, you really have to do your due diligence. Everything Tim is saying I can attest to is true. And I think you need to look long and hard about what your goals are, uh, what your values are as a business person. If you truly want to please your guests, if you're a guest focused person, because this is hospitality. This is not like real estate investing and flipping houses. It's so popular right now, but this is not that. Like at the end of the day, we have a guest to take care of and and you speak to that so much. But I think that that is, if we put the guests first, it's more likely than not that the vacation rental will succeed. But what I've seen as a trend is pure financial numerical numbers focus, like maximize occupancy, maximize bookings at all costs and then sell for a large gain at the end of the road. And I don't think that's like, that's short-term thinking. And this is really a long-term journey. And, and you look at it like that, but a lot of people getting into it may not know that that's what it takes to be successful at this. And it's not to dissuade and and get anyone out of investing in a rental for themselves and doing it themselves. More people should do that, but they need to ask themselves if they can handle the responsibility, if they understand the numbers, if they understand the business, and if it's the right fit for them. And um, you you touched on a lot of those points. Um, and I just wanted to to touch on a different point. It's safety. Um, you ha- you have your home in a really really nice resort, but safety is becoming a huge concern in our operating environment because if you watch the news, there's some crazy stuff on there. There's and that's why I don't watch the news that much <laughs> because it scares you. Um, but guests want to know now more than ever, is it safe where I'm traveling to? And your resort community is very safe and everywhere you operate is safe. But what do you tell your guests that are concerned about health, safety, um, anything related to that um, as you're operating in a large tourist market? You're in Orlando, Florida. It's very family friendly, but it's also very populated. So if, if guests have safety and health concerns, like what do you tell them? Yeah, so one of the first things we tell them, John, is you know we're, we are concerned about safety as well, and it's why we we put technology uh, in our homes, and we don't like to do technology for the sake of technology. But let's walk through how technology can create a safe environment. So uh, one of the things that we always have is a monitored alarm system, and you'd be surprised more and more guests are not only using the monitored alarm systems when they leave. So when they leave to go out to the parks for the day, they'll set the alarm, but they're also using it when they're inside the home because they want that extra sense of security. We tell our guests we provide that, it's monitored and it's available to them to use. Secondly, we put video cameras on the outside of the homes. Now, we don't put those cameras in any locations that watch the guest. They deserve privacy. They've earned the right to that privacy for their vacation. We do it to keep a very safe and secure environment. So if there's an incident, we can identify it quickly and we can get it to the authorities. The next thing we do, and I think probably something that um, 
folks don't think about enough is we use a digital keypad on all the exterior doors. And this just happened recently. I received a call from the guest. The guest uh, was telling me, hey, we just got to the Magic Kingdom and I'm not sure I locked the front door. So we were able to go in to our dashboard. We could see that the front door was unlocked. So we went ahead and locked it for them. And then we also watched the video cameras to see if we picked up on anything that had happened in the time that the doors were unlocked. So we could call the, the guest back and, and give them peace of mind that the home was secure, that we went to watch the video. We didn't see anything that took place, so they should enjoy their day. It's those kind of things that I think we owe it to the guest because they are. They're, they're traveling a long distance. In some cases, they're in an environment they're unfamiliar with. They want to feel safe, and we have to give them the tools to give them the safety and the sense of security and the peace of mind for themselves and for their family. And it's awesome you leverage technology that way to make them feel safe and actually secure your home. Um, I just want to point out to anyone listening, there's a right and wrong way to use surveillance and, and technology. And there's so many horror stories about uh, owners like watching their guests <laughs> do various things. There shouldn't be cameras inside the rental. There shouldn't be cameras in, in private areas. And there are some some hosts that do those things. And we we do want to say on the Vacation Home Help podcast that that should not be done. You need to use technology similar to how Tim uses it to make your guests feel secure and to protect your property. But there is a right and a wrong way to use technology and you just want to be aware of what's right and what's wrong. And there's lots of resources online and we're a resource for you to, to know what you can do and what you can't do. And we'll speak to that on a later episode, but just be sure you're using the technology Tim has talked about in the right, right way. And, and it, it's and, so if you, and if there are property managers out there not using it in the right way, you should run because that's just wrong. The exactly. guests deserve the guest deserves privacy, but they also deserve sense of peace of mind and security. And uh, done the right way, you can create a very safe environment for your guest. I love that. I love that. And lastly, Tim, um, I wanted to speak to fees, like fees that property managers charge. You don't need to get super like granular specific about what you charge, but what have you seen um, in your market as, as fees that property managers charge to deliver value? And do you think some of those fee structures are better for owners than others? Yeah, so it's a great question. And what I would say to any owner considering a property manager is to sit down and have a very transparent conversation about what the fees are, and why they exist. A property manager should always be able to tell you why. Why am I being charged this? I've seen everything across the board, John. I've seen some property managers that charge their commission rate on gross revenue. I personally don't think that's the right approach. Um, I've seen property managers try to make money 
on everything from cleaning to pool service, and that's taking dollars out of the owner's pocket. My number one recommendation, whatever property management company you go with, if you choose to go the property management route, is to sit down, have a very transparent conversation, and go expense by expense and ask the question, do you make any money on this? And that property manager should tell you very clearly if they do or if they don't, so you can make an informed decision. As an example, if I find a pest control company that delivers a great service for $50 a month, we charge the guest or the owner $50 a month. We don't tack any profit on top of that. It's a complete pass-through expense. Not every property management company handles it that way. So ask those questions. Really drill in for transparent communication and information so that you know exactly what you're getting, what you're paying for, and how much of that is tack on profit from the property management company. You touched on markups and everyone needs to really not be afraid to ask those questions because you can't let your prospective property manager lead that conversation. I know they're the professional, but you need to go in to interview your property manager informed, knowledgeable, and ready to get what you want because you're paying for that service and your guest expects it. So I love how you spoke to don't be afraid to ask those questions or how much because that's what owners need to do before they get into some lengthy commitment with a property management company because not every property manager is transparent. Not all of them act with integrity. Not all of them uh, have expertise in a certain area. So it's important to ask the question so you know who you're doing business with before you give them all of your trust and you give them your home. Because that's at the end of the day, that's a home you and your family enjoy, guests enjoy, and it's important to you. And, and you put a lot of effort into it. So you need to be really, really direct with property managers you're interviewing, and you need to ask those difficult and tough questions. No matter how uncomfortable they might be, even throughout situations like Tim does, like if this happens, what would you do? And, and see how they answer it, see their thought process, see how they do things, because only then will you know if that's the right fit for you as an owner. And it's super important just to be direct. Don't beat around the bush. Just ask what you need to ask so you can understand fully what you're getting into before you sign up with a property management company. Um, and this is so helpful because when you buy a, a vacation rental on, on the recommendation of a, a broker or your friend or your family member who's doing really good with it, doesn't mean it's a good fit for you. It doesn't mean that's that's the right thing for you. And if you go through Tim's tips on all the questions I've asked them, that's a good way to start. Um, and touching on one last point, I wanted to touch on operations because we spoke a lot about marketing. We spoke about a little bit about guest experience, the economy. We've talked about uh, securing the home, but operations, like without operations, nothing runs, nothing at all. Everything just stops. So Tim, what makes a good operator in the vacation rental space? What makes someone stand out from operations? What, what would you say is a good operator in, in vacation rental management? So when I think about um, operations, you know, it really starts back when the guest expresses an interest 
in renting the home. And the guests at that early stage, great operations means great communication. Great communication so that the guest is getting the information they need in advance so they can plan their vacation. If there is an extra fee charged for heating the pool and the spa, the guest needs to know that well in advance. So operations is great communication. Then it's making sure that the house is ready for the guest when the guest arrives. Is the pool heat and the spa heat turned on? Is their front door code set? Was the cleaning done to perfection? Has the pest control been done that month? Is the house ready for the guest? But then day one, and this happens more times than not, the very first day the guest checks in, no matter how much communication you've sent them, they have questions. Even if you've told them how to use the spa and the pool and the air conditioner, that first day there's going to be questions. And what you have to do in great operations is respond to those questions really, really fast so that the guest isn't left wondering. You don't want the guest having anxiety because they don't know something about the house. You want them to be thinking about one thing and one thing only, enjoying the vacation. So prompt response to questions, so peace of mind. And then when an issue does happen, and they're going to happen, great operations means the guest is responded to quickly. If something went wrong with the HVAC, the AC system, the plumbing, responding to and fixing things very, very quickly and following up, letting the guest know you care about those things is great operations. Great operations looks like to a guest, I had a great experience, but it's hard work (laughs) on the back end. There's a lot of details that go into it to make sure that everything is right and being managed well for the guest. And then following up to get the the review. Every owner deserves to have that five-star review. And the property management company is responsible for that. I don't care what anyone else says. If you turn it over to a property manager, we are responsible for that five-star review and great operations and paying attention to detail will help get it. And that's so true because we're in such a review-based economy and this is a review-based business and operations really drive it home. And because when we create that experience for our guests, they'll leave those reviews that we want. Tim, your outlook and experience, it's so solid. It's all about designing the right ecosystem for the owner, for the guests, operationally, everywhere to run your business optimally. And if you're looking to hire a property manager for your vacation rental, make sure you ask those tough questions. Know what to expect because it's not enough to hire just anyone. You're going to cry a lot of tears. You're going to lose a lot of money if you don't do your due diligence the right way the first time. And in one case, I've seen an owner lose $22,000 from loss of revenue, double bookings, damages, maintenance costs from just hiring the wrong guy. He hired a fly-by-night and that's what happened. I've also seen owners not paid by their managers, like the manager took the money and ran away because they went out of business and they said, I'm sorry, business is bad. But that actually happens. 
and you need to do your due diligence before hiring a property manager. And all the tips that you went over, Tim, they're spot on, and I recommend to our listeners that they take some of those and act on them. Right now, the economy's not acting normally, but travel is up, and that is great for business. We at the Vacation Home Help Podcast aim to empower owners, hosts, and professionals with insight, tools, techniques, and experiences you can put into action. We believe that anything worth doing is worth doing well. It takes time, effort, and hard work to master anything, and vacation rentals are not a get-rich-quick scheme. It is hospitality. It's a hospitality business, and your guests should always be number one. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe and join our growing community. Please leave us some love in the form of a rating or review. If you have friends in the biz, please recommend us. And if you need a cleaner for your vacation rental, please visit vacationhomehelp.com and join our mailing list to upgrade your knowledge. Instead of watching Will Smith slap Chris Rock again, yeah, not the most productive use of your time. You can upgrade your knowledge on that ride to the gym or your commute to work. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We like friends. So till next time, amigos, and remember, know how to treat your guests and you will enjoy sweet success.